Hello and welcome to The Gist. I am your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week breaking down all the things happening in pop culture and, of course, across Bravo. It is Monday, May 8th, which means we are breaking down last week's Bravo episodes, which included last night's Real Housewives of Atlanta premiere. And wow, we are off to the races. So we're going to talk about that. Um, I'm going to apologize. I feel like my voice is a little bit hoarse this week. Um, because this was a jam-packed weekend for me guys on thursday night i went to the janet jackson concert here in nashville and it was everything we had a stellar time and uh, we had a jam-packed friday of of festivities and events so i didn't get a real a lot of time to kind of catch up and then on saturday night i went to nissan stadium to see taylor swift on the eras tour and it was worth every dollar that we paid for it. The This woman, so talented. First of all, I have been known on my blog, Listen It's Toronto, to come for Taylor Swift back in the very, very early days about her vocal performances. I think there was a specific performance where she performed with Stevie Nicks and it was just, it wasn't vocally where it needed to be. And this B has turned out the vocals. She was singing live. She was hitting notes. She was, I mean, she was delivering. And by the way, it was like almost four hours of music. She did that three nights in a row. And I'm the one that's saying I'm hoarse. Like, I don't know what she's doing, what she's drinking. I need to get on that because uh yeah she is incredible so it was everything it needed to be very excited um but i am feeling a little bit hoarse this morning and so that is why um but we're gonna we're gonna do i'm gonna try to make it more of a short episode so i'm gonna fly through some of this stuff because um you know i just don't want you guys to have to to listen to me with this frog in my throat um for very long but i did want to deliver because real housewives of atlanta as i mentioned premiered last night and so um you know it looks like we're getting a season we are in for it we meet sheree's new man martel they're already throwing shade at candy uh, you know, Sheree seems very happy with her new man. They're, they keep talking about their only fans that they're going to make. And, you know, they are hot and heavy. Uh, and then we head to the candy coated click and we, um, you know, candy starts throwing her shade back at, uh, Sheree and, uh, to talk about the she by Sheree launch, because guys, if you remember, I mean, she by Sheree is something that we have been talking about since Sheree was an OG housewife, like early, early Atlanta days when Sheree was a full timer. We were talking about her launching this brand, She by Sheree. We got the fashion show with no fashions. We uh, we have been going at this for years. She was off the show for a number of years. Then she was back. Her storyline was still She by Sheree launching. Then last season, it was like, OK, we're launching the episode or the website goes up and immediately comes down because it crashes apparently. So Candy's like, yeah, she wasn't set up. She was buying this stuff from Sheen, putting labels on it. Like it was, she was buying stuff that people could go buy for 20 bucks. And she was turning around, putting a label on it, saying she by Sheree and selling it for $225. And 
you know, it was it was a disaster. Sheree comments and says, you know, I just broke the internet. Like that would be a success in my book. So, you know, she's still changing her narratives. Um, but we talk about that, which we had to, of course. And then Kenya uh, sh shows up. We're learning that Kenya's dating a new guy. Um, and also that uh, Martel sl slid right into Kenya's DMs. So that is clearly where we're headed. Um, as we saw kind of at the very beginning intro of the show, we saw that there was going to be some drama between Martel uh, Sheree and Kenya later in the episode. And so we learned that like she has, um, that she received a DM from Martel kind of trying to like, she claims that he was trying to kind of like hook up with her. He's since deleted the message. So she doesn't have any proof of what he actually said. So I think that's where we're going to probably end up. Um, but we, but we, we know that's coming. And then uh, we also saw some cracks in Todd and Candy's relationship, right? Like she's talking about how he's super busy and he wants her to do all of these extra things for him and producing all these shows and movies and stuff and projects that he's doing. But she's also got a full plate and she's kind of like, you know, breaking down and, you know, we're, we're seeing some cracks in this relationship. Later on in the episode, you see, you know, she she's trying to get Todd's attention. He's on a call. And um, yeah, that's, it seems like we're in for something there. Um, we also see uh, Sonia uh, and her family dynamic for the first time. We're really seeing like that, you know, she mentions that her family has kind of been eaten off of her salaries. Um, her mother managed her, her father managed her at one point, her sister was doing her hair and, you know, she's like, so I was paying their bills and, um, and so she's like, it's this hard dynamic. And now she's got her brother-in-law as her assistant. So she keeps giving them these opportunities. And then her sister had a confessional. So, you know, she's getting paid for that. So it looks like she's still making money off of Sanya's success. And I, you know, am interested to see kind of what we're in for here. This feels a little bit like um, Portia and her sister, have this like storyline a little bit where like the family dynamic just gets really messy when they start working together. So we'll see what happens there, but she's preparing for uh, her husband's 40th birthday party, Harlem nights. Uh, you know, last year she gave us the party city party uh, with some, uh, she had no white meat, white chicken meat uh, and everyone was up in arms over it. Um, and so, she definitely stepped it up with the 100K budget on this party um, and is given is given it. Uh, we also see Marlo in this episode with her boys. I loved Marlo without any makeup. And she was just, she had the life coach over and the boys and, and her are talking through some of the things they went through. And, you know, she's like, these boys are here to stay. Um, so I love to see that. We also meet uh, this girl, Courtney. Um, who apparently is coming for Candy because she's like, Candy's telling people that we never met and that I was telling everyone all over town that she was my friend. And I really didn't understand like what the actual drama of it was, but you could tell she was trying to create something. And she did, because then we get to the Harlem Nights party. So first of all, no Drew in this episode, but Ralph shows up to the party without her. Um, as we know, uh, towards the end of the season, or I think it was after they 
technically stopped filming this season, uh, Ralph and Drew file for divorce. And so I'm curious if this is sort of the start of what we're going to see play out this season, if we're going to actually see them really sort of be in two separate people. But he's like, you know, my wife's going through all these things. That's why she couldn't be here. But he's like, but I still had to show up for my boy. Um, and it's like, of course, because he didn't want to be with Drew. Um, you know, and then uh, Courtney and Candy are going at each other. So they end up like meeting. Courtney starts bobbing around talking, you know, oh, Candy, I heard you were like telling people that I didn't like that. I was telling people we were friends. And Candy's like, well, I don't know you and I don't know who you are. But like, yeah, I heard that you were saying something. And I was like, I don't know her, but it wasn't that deep. And Courtney just wasn't giving up. And so Candy, we saw Candy light up like we haven't seen. It was reminding me of Candy's first season when her and Nene got into it in the club and she was like ready to go uh, brawl. And yeah, to she's go, she had to be held back with Courtney. She's like, I'm going to headbutt this bitch, um, which I kind of wanted to see. But um but yeah, so Candy is heating up. That was, you know, I think Sanya tried to like kind of uh, diffuse that situation. I'm not sure if we, it ended before the episode ended because we got it to be continued. So there might be some more coming from that. But, you know, they that was going on. Um, also, uh, then Kenya pulls Sheree aside because <clears throat> Kenya shows up, or Sheree rather, shows up with Martel and... Uh, there, you know, Kenya's like, this is my opportunity to tell you that he slid into my DMs and the streets are talking about his other girlfriend. She call, so Sheree is unbothered. She calls Martel over. Um, and that's kind of where we end. That's kind of the to be continued. We start to see little clips of like, you know, them screaming at each other and things are about to like pop off but she calls him over and is like all right we're gonna get to the bottom of this and we get her to be continued so i think we're in for a great season um the one thing that these atlanta ladies just give is looks and they give shade like nobody else we um we got i mean candy's confessionals she had i mean je black gem gemstones glued to her chesticles she was she was on she was sparkling she was bejeweled as taylor swift would say um and then she was given afro and another confessional look i i love it i love the looks that these ladies give um and then the shade i mean it's just like you you're constantly laughing because they just come for each other in such a hilarious way they no one delivers shade the way that atlanta can and um, I think my favorite of the night was when Sheree showed up with Martel at the party and Candy's like, well, last year she had Tyrone. She's like, we went from community service to community property um, because, you know, as if the streets are talking about everyone's dating Martel, it was so good. I mean, classic. I don't know. I'm like, I feel like there are writers that are writing these lines for them in their confessionals. But like, if not, it's everything like they need emmys for this performance it's so good um so that's atlanta we are definitely off to the races i'm very excited about what we have to come um then on jersey 
uh, last week. We, you know, it was kind of, you know, everyone's back from Ireland. So they're kind of rehashing everything that had happened. You know, Danielle is talking about uh, to her family. She's like talking about how she's in this impossible situation because now she knows this information about the Melissa rumor. But it's like, also, girl, you asked Jen to tell you. So you knew you were setting yourself up for something. Um, and uh, we get Rachel uh, is working on the adoption. Um, and they have to, we learn that they have to serve the biological mother papers and wait 45 days. If she doesn't contest it, then the adoption will go through. Um, so we're seeing that story. And then, you know, Jennifer and Bill, this episode, and I've said it already on this podcast, but I saw it even more. It's just like, are they headed for divorce? Because they are so misaligned. You know, Jennifer's like, you know, did you spend any time with the kids while I was in Ireland? And he's kind of like, well, you know, I can't do everything for them. And it's, he's really seeming checked out. And I don't love that. I don't love that. I do love Jennifer. Um, I think she's good TV. I don't, you know, I think that she's good for the show. That's what I'll say about her. But I, I think I'm nervous about what's going on with her and Bill. And then uh, Teresa's doing her dress fitting with the girls, trying on their bridesmaids dresses. And, uh, you know, she's talking about seeing the girls and the girls are like, don't watch me. And she's like, I can look at you if I want. She um, she says, uh, because you came out of my chuckalinga. <laughs> and so that's the one thing these Jersey girls will do. They call a women's area so many things. There is has been so many different lingo and words that they have used to describe their lady bits. It's amazing. Um, but Chuckalinga is maybe the best one that I've ever heard. Um, and then uh, Joe, Juicy Joe, calls uh, Gia while they're there. So they put him on FaceTime. And, you know, actually, like, Trey got really... Um, really emotional and she was like i want you to come home i want you to be with our girls we're moving in a good direction you know he's he's saying that he's happy for her and what she has found and you know it was just a very nice moment very touching so really like to see that um you know and then we get um melissa and joe are talking about how like antonia has made the honor roll and how like proud of her they are and then with without their notice as they claimed uh melissa's mom pulls up in her brand in the brand new car that they bought for antonia and antonia's crying and they're like oh we didn't know you were coming and it's like as if you didn't know that the the cameras were rolling and wanted to catch ca catch this moment. Um, but clearly that car has to be leased, right? I mean, they're, they can barely afford the houses that they're living in. So I'm sure they're not buying their car, their kids, these cars. Um, but, you know, then Melissa and Joe are talking and they're just like, we just want to get through the wedding so that we can go and then we're done. And Melissa's like, I'm getting off this ride. I have been on it too long. I'm done with Teresa. I just want Joe to go to the wedding. And like, then I don't want anything to do with them again. So, you know, and I think Teresa has said similar things. So I think we're, we're all on the same page, at least with that. Um, and then Dolores and Frank have their lunch. And, you know, Frank, um, well, first of all, Frank showed up uh, in his motorcycle gear. And I loved 
uh, Dolores is like, oh God, are you the village people? What are you doing walking in here? And she's doing the YMCA in the middle of the restaurant. I loved that. Um, but Frank wants, it's just like, you know, he's talking about like, well, I never see you and we don't do this. And Dolores is like, well, we're going to go celebrate dinner with, uh, for Frankie's new job. And, um, Frank's like, yeah, but I don't want a Polly to be there. And she's like, well, he absolutely will be there. And it's like, Frank just wants it to be the four of them. He wants his kids and his ex-wife and no significant others. And he just wants that relationship to be forever intact. But he also wants to like be able to have a girlfriend on the side, but he doesn't want his girlfriend to like be a part of the family. And Dolores is not signing up for that. She wants Polly to be her family. And so he's having a hard time with that. Um, and then we get to the bridal shower for Teresa, the surprise bridal shower. Um, and on the way there, we got the Teresa hot mic moment with Louie. Uh, you know, and guys, I know I come from Melissa and Joe real hard. I've been told by some of you out there listening that you think that I'm like a Teresa stan and that I like don't see anything bad in Teresa. That is absolutely not true. Teresa has done a lot of bad things. We have seen a lot of those things play out uh, over the time. She is the show. This is her show, and I, and I will not back down from that. I don't think that Real Housewives of New Jersey exists without Teresa, at least in its current format. Um, I think if Teresa goes, it's like the New York. They've like they bring in a whole new cast of characters. I just don't think any of these people play if Teresa's not there. So I believe that she's for the show. Do I think that Teresa has made mistakes along the way? Absolutely. I also think that this season, Teresa seems genuinely happy. And I think that she is very disappointed in what has been going on with her brother and Melissa and Melissa's family and the way in which they have talked about, you know, how they took care of the girls while Teresa was in prison. And, you know, I think that she's, she's done with them. Like, she's like, this is not the happiness that I need in my life. And so I do think that, you know, they are invited to the wedding, but they are not in the wedding. And so Louis planning some dinner for, you know, before the wedding, it's not the rehearsal, but I think it's like the day before the rehearsal. And he's like, all right, so I'm inviting, you know, uh, Jennifer and Bill and Margaret and uh, Danielle and Rachel. And he's like naming all the girls. Right. And then he's like, and I'm not inviting Joe and Melissa. Right. Because we're not inviting them. And uh, Teresa's like, uh, babe, uh, we're filming. And he's like, oh shit. So, you know, there she definitely was like i didn't want that on camera i didn't want us to like see that we didn't invite them purposely to a dinner but i kind of wish in that moment she had just owned it and gone like yeah don't invite them to that they haven't been supportive they don't want to like come to all of these things so they've missed a lot i mean they missed teresa's um what was it her 40th 50th birthday i don't even know how old she is i'm guessing 50. um they missed her 50th birthday party, you know, they're missing a lot of things. And so the fact that they don't want them there, I think is like what it is, but did it look bad? It absolutely looked bad. Do I think that Teresa's an angel? I absolutely do not think that they're she or Louie are angels. Um, but I think that for a lot of years, 
Joe and Melissa have gotten away with a lot more. And I think this is the first time that we're really seeing their end and their behind the scenes sort of scheming. And so I'm just happy to see that playing out. So that's what I'll say about that. But anyways, we got an Ashley Darby cameo. Uh, Potomac was in the house at Bridal Shower. Um, you know, I I think that like Melissa was a sourpuss. It's like, and this is why Teresa and Louie don't want her at these events is like, everyone's cheersing and Melissa's like cowarding in the back. She just looks unhappy. She's not happy to be there. She's, you know, it's like she's drawing more attention by looking like she's so devastated by everything that's happening at something that's supposed to be very joyful and, you know, celebratory. And she can't even do that. And so she's talking about how she's having to walk on eggshells. And it's like, are you, or do you have to walk on eggshells or are you choosing to? Because Teresa, at least in Ireland, was really nice to Melissa. And coming back, it's like, why couldn't Melissa just like be equally as there for her? So I wasn't, I wasn't playing with that. Um, and then of course, you know, the salt in the wound is that Teresa's given her toast and she starts naming like, oh, this girl over here is like my best friend of so many years. And she's like a sister to me. And this other friend has like done all these things. And she was there when I was gone and helped take care of the girls and this, you know, person and, you know, Jennifer and Dolores are great for hosting this. And like, you know, she's naming a lot of people and none of them, of course, are Melissa. And so then Marge is upset about it. And other people are like, oh, why couldn't she just say your name? It's like, well, because Melissa and her don't have a relationship and they don't do nice things for each other. So I don't know. I, I realize that I might be coming off a bit of a Teresa Stan, but I'm just, I'm not, I just don't, I'm not buying Melissa and Joe's storylines anymore. I don't, I just find them to be inauthentic. So, um, so that was Jersey, um, you know, on Summer House. So last week we had Sam uh, from Summer House on the podcast, had a great interview with her. So if you haven't listened to that, do uh, because we don't have an interview episode on this Thursday. We're taking one off. Um, we had a bit of a scheduling conflict, so um, we're just gonna not. We're only gonna have this episode this week. Um, but if you haven't listened to the interview with Sam, do that because she does spill some tea. She gives us a little bit of a hint of a couple of things. Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. She might be on Winter House. And also she shares a little bit about where she thinks Danielle and Lindsay's relationship will go. Um, and so that all plays out. She also talks about what she hopes for next season. Um, and so all of that's to, all that to say she's, it was a great interview and I think you guys should check that out. But on last week's episode, um, you know, it was a, it was a good episode. We saw Gabby, um, she made her 29 page PDF of her ideal man. I really like Gabby. Um, I also did talk last week uh, with Sam a little bit about the episode. Um, so that's why I'm going to kind of fly through this. Uh, but Sierra threw her one year in New York City party. Um, so that was fun to see again, still loving seeing the, these folks in the city just as much as I'm loving seeing them in the summer house. I think it's just, it's giving way more story. We're getting a lot more kind of going on and I love to see that. Um, 
there was a lot of people missing from uh, the summer house when the gang uh, got there this week. Um, Amanda, Sierra didn't go. Amanda had to stay home. I guess the dogs got um, spayed, I think. And so she stayed home with the dogs and just Kyle went. You know, I think this is like the writing on the wall of what's to come. Like if Kyle and Amanda have kids, like she's not going to be able to join. Um, but then we get Carl in the hospital uh, because he was ultimately having a panic attack, but they thought that like he was having a heart attack at a, at a concert. Um, but he thinks he had too many Red Bulls. And then Kyle's like pulling him aside. He's like, dude, I like thought I was having a full blown um, heart attack the day that I proposed. And he's like, I think this is all the proposal. You're just freaking out. And Carl was like, yeah, I had a panic attack basically because I am about to propose. Um, Danielle and Chris hosted a Latino night at the house, which I really thought was fun. Um, I love to see them both sort of celebrating their heritage and being, you know, vocal about being people of color and, you know, what that meant for them growing up. And, you know, Danielle kind of like, uh, you know, for the first time really on the show, like acknowledging sort of her uh, heritage and being proud of it. And so we love to see that. Um, I thought that that went really well. Uh, the, the crew all seemed to be like really into it. They did some salsa dancing. Like they were just, they were having a nice night. I really thought that was like a fun, a fun thing to do. Um, Andrea's there. Um, and so Lexi, his girlfriend joins and then like, they're having brunch. Um, they're having bottomless brunch. And Chris asks, like, is it weird for you to be here at brunch uh, with Paige at the table? And everyone's like, that's so inappropriate. Like, yes, Andrea and Paige hooked up, but like, he's in a relationship. So is she like, why would that be weird? So it was a bit of a, a strange thing. Um, and then but it was cute later, Lexi was talking about like, how they broke up and then got back together. And she just like, she loves him so much that she was just like brought to tears. Um, so that was a really sweet moment. I really like Andre. I, I really want him to be like a full blown uh, cast member. Um, but uh, then what else? We got Corey admitting that he liked Sam for the first time. Maya then tells Sam that he might want to be exclusive. So we're seeing this relationship come together. Um, and then they're all getting ready for this quote bonfire that they like think they're having. And, um, while they're getting ready, some of the girls were like outside and Maya's like, I think Carl might have purchased a ring. Danielle's like, okay, I'm out. Like if they're by, if he's buying rings and he hasn't like talked to me about it. And like, if he's planning to do this soon, like I'm, I don't need to be around for it. Um, meanwhile, Carl, <laughs> In, and Lindsay have to go, quote, pick up the wood for the bonfire. So they left early. And then Carl takes her to a place where they didn't have to pick up wood. And he proposes while Danielle is saying, like, I don't want to be involved. So what? So he proposes. It's really sweet. Um, and then what we see for next week um, is that or this week is that she uh, that they are going to go to the after party where all the crew is and we see that kyle announces to the uh, gang at home hey let's do a cheers because as of right now carl is proposing to lindsay and danielle loses her mind and so we're about to see all that happen um this week on summer house so 
tune in for that again make sure you check out my interview with sam thayer um because she is i think she is the future of the show and um it was a really great interview um and then guys okay we're at vanderpump rules this was cinematic television this was it needs an emmy it needs to go in like some sort of hall of fame this episode was so insane it, the way in which the editors like had Lala narrating it and taking us through and the like fast forward and the rewinding and like taking us like through the timeline of all these events where we now like obviously this episode had to be edited post Scandival because Lala's narrating letting us know that Scandival is like happening essentially so um some of the group goes glamping Sheena Brock Raquel uh, Ariana and Tom Sandoval, oh, and Schwartz were there. So they all go glamping for Raquel's birthday. While they're there, Raquel's like making a toast and she's like, I'm just surrounded by my core people. And her confessional, she's talking about how they're for her, her forever friends. And Raquel, like, like Ariana's like, did anything like happen? And Ra while I was gone, and Raquel's like, well, I'm, I slept the night on the couch. But then Tom says that. It was in his room to James and, you know, Tom and Tom are telling Brock that she didn't stay the night. And so everyone's story, like none of it makes sense. And then of course we get, um, <laughs> Ken is delivering the, <laughs> the bomb. He walks in the kitchen. Katie is making sandwiches for Lisa for their sandwich shop. And Ken walks in and is like, can't believe Raquel spent the night after being in the jacuzzi with Tam Tom Sandoval. And uh, Katie's like, oh my God, are you just like trying to start shit? And um, it it kind of turned into like a thing and Lisa, and then we're learning like Raquel lying to Lisa. And she's like, I'm an hour and a half late because I, I was at Sandoval's, but I didn't stay the night. Oh, no, she she did say she spent the night. Then Lisa calls Sandoval. He says she didn't spend the night because she dipped out, right? So she dipped out. So then we have to talk about what dipped out means and the amount of scenes that we were hearing, like, oh, well, Raquel dipped out. Raquel dipped out. Uh, he said it to James, too. He's like, oh, well, she dipped. And he's like, wait, I thought you said she didn't spend the night. And he's like, no, she dipped out, meaning, like, she went to bed. So there was a lot of different... Um, definitions of what dipped out meant in this context um so that was pretty crazy um i i also loved that lisa said that raquel looked like a bag of shit. um i love that um and even when lisa called tom sandoval and was like what is going on he is so he got so defensive and it's like Oh, this, how is this not so obvious to everyone? I just, I still don't understand how this cast says that all of this was so crazy. And on, you know, Andy talked about this. He was like, I even asked the producers, like, how did you guys not know? Like this, watching all this stuff, this footage, it just seems so obvious. And he was like, we just, the, he said that the producers were like, we just took Ariana's lead. Like Ariana kept saying like, oh no, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. There's no way. Raquel's our friend. This is stuff we always do. So like, it just seemed like a normal thing, but you know, then we're learning about like the barbecue on Labor Day, which is the day that 
uh, Ariana learns that her uh, grandmother had died and she's, you know, wanting Tom to come home and Tom apparently couldn't get a ride home. And so, you know, she, she was by herself, but then Lala's like, he could, did have a ride home. His friend was like, let's go. And Tom wanted to stay. So while, she, while Lala and James are like rehashing all of this like stuff, Lala is like, I have come to the conclusion that Sandoval has feelings because this is how he used to talk about Ariana when he was with Kristen. So again, this seems like Lala knows, but again, but apparently was shocked when it all came out. So I'm still, I'm still not fully seeing, I guess we're going to see something play out. That's going to like make everyone feel better about the situation, but I don't know. I don't know how that's possible. Um, but they, you know, they're talking about, um, Lala's then at her photo shoot with Katie and Christina Kelly and get her, give them Lala photo shoot. Um, and she's talking about it again. And she's like, look, like they're friends, like they're there for each other. And she's like, when you have a friend that is there for you during the hard stuff, and then you add alcohol, they end up sitting on your face. Loved that quote. <laughs> I was like, well, this is so Lala. Um, but I love that. And, you know, again, she just seems to be fully in like in the know of all this stuff. Like she just seems like she's caught on to everything. Um, but then, you know, and it was so, it was so cringy. There was a couple of moments where like Ariana is just doubling down on the Raquel defense. Like she's like talking about like her and Raquel are like fireside and she's just like talking about how proud she is and how she's a role model to girls and all of this stuff. And it's like, Oh, Ariana, if only you knew. And it was just so great. It was, I mean, cringy is the best way to say it. And then, um, they're all having dinner, uh, back at the glamping and Schwartz is like, Raquel has a type. And she's, and they're like, oh, what is it? And she's like, men that are taken. So watch out, Brock and Sandoval. And Sandoval loved that comment a little bit too much. I'm getting like a Tom Cruise vibe from Sandoval. Like when Tom was like jumping up on the couch on Oprah, like he is spun up. He's like so crazy when he, in these scenes, like it's almost hard to watch him. Um, but then Raquel gives this like long speech about how like, She's found her people and she is like, so like, I mean, it was basically a love letter to Tom. Like, I felt like she was looking directly at Tom and was like, you've changed my life for the better. And you have like, she went on and on and on. And I was like, this is so uncomfortable because she is literally just writing a love letter to him. And it like, none of it seems to like make any sense. And, I mean, it makes sense, but like, it doesn't make sense that all these other people are watching them stare at each other and say these things to each other and not know that like something's going on. And then, you know, Tom gets really passionate and has to respond. And he's like, I'm so proud of you. And again, he's like Tom cruising all over the place. And it was just insane. And, um, and then we're back in LA and we're at Christina Kelly's, uh, like, I guess makeup or I don't, I don't know, body stuff event. Um, 
80 is there with her mom. She's super cold to Tom. You know, Tom's like trying to get drinks for the girls and stuff. And she's just like, I've told you, like, I don't fuck with you anymore. Like, you're out of my life. Like, you disrespect me for the last time. So that happened. Um, and then Raquel shows up with Tom and Ariana. And Raquel was like, sort of invited because Sheena forced it on Christina Kelly. She's like, hey, I'm sitting next to Raquel. Can she come? Christina Kelly was like, sure. Um, but she, uh, and uh, Lala is like, this is so odd, like that they're here together. Like now they're a throuple. Like this is so strange. Um, and then she refers to Raquel as a, a very stupid demon, um, which is quite accurate, actually. Um, and then Katie and Ariana have their like sit down and Ariana's like, hey, I heard you were like maybe saying that like we were in an open relationship and I don't get this. And Katie's like, absolutely wasn't. That was like totally taken out of context. And so I feel like they ended up in a good place. But Ariana again, like came to um, Ra Raquel's defense and it was very strange. And then, um, but they, they ended in a good place. Raquel and James sit down. She's upset that James regrets Rachella, but it's like, dude, you're making out with uh, Schwartz. You're hooking up behind Ariana's back with Sandoval. And you're worried that James doesn't like, that he was upset that he spent a shitload of money proposing to you for a marriage that didn't happen. Like, yeah. And so she's, I mean, she's diabolical. She's crazy. Um, and then Lala reveals that Sandoval stayed at the party to Ariana and Ariana was like, um, I'm not going to do this. Like Tom, come over here. Let's talk about it. He is lying through his teeth. He gets, keeps getting caught in lies. He's like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I just assumed you'd want like alone time. And she's like, no, you told me that you were like taking a shit when your friend left. And Lala's like, no, you were standing right next to him. And he tried to like get you to leave. And Tom's just like, oh, I mean, I don't know. It's like dipping out and like is using dipping out again. And I'm like, okay, well, we're, we are done with the dipping out of it all. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was Vanderpump next week or this week's episode looks so crazy. Raquel and the lightning bolt necklace. That's all I'm going to say. I just, all of it is just so crazy. I mean, every time I'm watching this, it is the best television I've seen and each week keeps getting better. So can't wait. Um, but yeah, that's our episode this week. Um, I guess I'm going to dip out. Uh, I'm going to go rest my voice uh, from my wild concert weekend. Um, but thank you guys for listening. As always, as a reminder, no Thursday episode this week. Um, but we will be back for our next Monday. We'll be recapping all the Bravo shows from this week. Um, I'm also going to be checking out Summer House Martha's Vineyard, uh, which is the new Summer House spinoff. Um, it's on Sundays uh, paired with Real Housewives of Atlanta. So excited to check that out. Um, but don't forget, you can follow me at CM Vetrano on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, I'm at Listen It's Vetrano on Facebook. Let's have conversation. Tell me what you think about all the Sandoval stuff going on. Let me know how you're liking Real Housewives of Atlanta. And don't forget to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Gist. Um, until next week, it's been Chris Vetrano, and I'm going to dip out, guys. Uh, have a great week. Bye.